You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter for at Husker CuzCast for all podcast updates and more. Uh, guys, are we still calling this Twitter or are we calling it X now? What are we doing? It'll be Twitter till I die. Twitter till you die? Tyler, are you calling it X or are you calling it Twitter? No. No, it's not uh, not X yet. Okay, so we can still call it Twitter? Okay. Yes. All right, so that intro stands. Guys, we got a great episode tonight. Uh, we are going to talk conference realignment. We're recording on Sunday. This is not a regular scheduled podcast, but with all the ongoings in the conference uh, realignment that's going on in the Big Ten, uh, Big 12, and affecting Pac-12, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it, a lot of fun. Uh, so l- let's get right into it. It's been a long weekend. You know, beginning on Friday, uh, we hear that Oregon and Washington, they are going to be members of the Big Ten starting next year. Tyler, what, do you, what are your overall thoughts on this news? I mean, I didn't see it coming. I mean, I, I think we talked about, like, previewing, could this happen, yes or no? And I honestly didn't see it coming. Um, I think Oregon and Washington were the two best available options out of the Pac-10. But I really didn't see them as needle movers. I still don't necessarily see them as needle movers for 2024. Um, As far as causing um, contracts to be renegotiated, increasing this huge payday. Um, So I was shocked. I was kind of shocked to see it. Um, Yeah. Derek, what are your thoughts? Well, I want to kind of go back on Tyler here. I it shocks me that you don't think they're that great. I mean, haven't both those teams been in the playoff? Or Washington's been close. Oregon's definitely been in the playoff. Yeah, both teams, I believe. Yeah. I mean, USC and UCLA haven't been in the playoff, and you seem to think they're okay. I mean, You know what, Derek? We're going to talk about the Big 12 later. I mean, Tyler's also dismissive of TCU, and he's usually a TCU guy. And I, they okay, played so, in the championship last year. but Okay, but so so... I guess what, I, I think they're great gets. I, I I think they're actually probably better gets than UCLA and USC. Okay, so so I guess it all depends. other than the fact that it's the California market. Like I so, get that. So okay, let's put the TV markets to the side. Like okay, so when you talk about what makes a good get for a conference, I think there's a, probably a few things you would point towards. One historical relevance in college football. I mean, there's still that aspect. Two, what do they bring for TV markets? Three, how good of a program are they today? Like, what's their actual, like, how good are they rel- recently? And then you look at, like, fan bases and money and all that stuff. And I guess where my point of view is, like, if you look at TV ratings, UCLA and USC outdraw those two. Look at TV, probably because the TV markets are better. And if you talk about historical relevance, I'll grant you UCLA isn't anything special. But USC is clearly like the best historical relevance. They have seven national titles. They've Heisman trophies, all that stuff. They're probably the best historical program in the big 10 totally now. So, I mean, but but let's, okay, that's fine. And that's fair. Cause as Nebraska fans, we love history, (laughs) Uh, but, but, but let's be, let's be real. Have you watched a UCLA game? There's nobody in the stands. USC, barely anybody in the stands half the time. So, I would, see, well, at least Washington, Oregon have plenty of fans in the stands. So I think that attendance is not even in the equation in this Why? thing. I, I don't – who gives a shit about attendance for a conference? That's a weird why, thing. I mean, why, I why does that matter? Why, why do you care about attendance? I, th- I, I think it tells a lot of where the fan base is. Like, it seems to me that Washington and Oregon have a better following than those two. Look at merchandise so, sales. Look so, at so, tickets – merchandise sales. So people – like, you could say, like, who's buying more merchandise? USC outsells those teams in merchandise sales. Are you sure? Because Oregon sells a lot of shit. I, I Keep well, going. And, and we're, in, we're in an odd region, too. But I'll tell you right now, I see a hell of a lot more people wearing Oregon shit than I do USC. 
I yeah. rarely ever see anybody wearing USC. I mean, Oregon's huge around. I mean, I see a lot of Oregon fans around there's, here. There's also, for me, there's also especially the a young, Especially younger generation. There's also the element is if the fans don't care about going to see their team play, then why should I care? So I'm not a big fan of this uh, conference expansion going to the West Coast at all. I wasn't, I wasn't big on USC and UCLA. Definitely not on UCLA. Uh, and I'm really not high on Oregon and Washington coming to the Big Ten. I I like the regional. I like it to be a little bit more regional. You know, we already had our footprint. The Big Ten already had the footprint of what it is. And, you know, we were a late addition along with Maryland and Ruggers. But at least it made sense. You know, we were like right there on the cusp of the Big Ten. You know, like kind of spreading uh, spreading out, you know, a little bit. The West Coast going two time zones? It's it's so stupid. But, but, I'll, but, but I will say this. Adding these two teams makes sense so that now yeah. UCLA and, and USC have three teams they can play every year sure. without, without having to travel across That part makes sense. It makes sense, but I still don't like it. I still don't like I, where I, the conference is headed. And I, I have mixed well, emotions on it. Here, here's, the, here's the stupid thing to me is it kind of feels like what we're going to is the Big Ten is going to keep expanding. Now, I mean, there's, there's – We'll, we'll probably get into this later, but there's talks of them going down to Clemson and Florida State, and I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but there's talks of that. And it's like, okay, we're going to end up with, like, four divisions in the Big Ten, and it's going to end up the West, East, North, and South. They're going to break or, or what, they're, what, they're, Whatever it is. And it's just going to go back by regions again. Yes. it's. Gonna, I mean, that's where it's going. It's, so gonna, it's, it's basically what we have now. It's just all going to be part of the Big Ten instead. Yes. We're, they're going to break away from the NCAA. I mean, th- that's what this is. This is. I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense here is they went out and took the two best brands left on the West Coast because they are preparing to break away from the NCAA. I mean, that that's where this is going. And over the last 30 years, college football has been going down this path of going away from the tradition. It, you look at the early 90s, it kind of started with Penn State joining the Big Ten, Arkansas breaking away from the Southwest, South Carolina breaking away from the ACC, the emergence of the Big East with Miami and Virginia Tech. Then all of a sudden in the mid-90s, all the Big 12 came together. And then in the early 2000s, the Big East just died. And then you look at the early 2010s, all those teams left the Big well, Ten. 12. Didn't Miami and Virginia Tech happen in the early 2000s? They, they left. They joined in the 90s and then left in the early 2000s. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, then then the Big 12 got knocked down. And then over the last couple of years, you just saw the death of the Pac-12. And it just, it's been going down this avenue. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, if you're a listener of ours and you, you know, you're under the age of 15, you don't remember the Big East being a football conference. And, I mean, and th- they I You know, it's funny because I remember having arguments with Justin on whether the Big East should even be considered a power conference anymore since they didn't have Miami and Virginia Tech in there anymore. Yeah, when they lost them, they went down. And so now we're down to a situation where, and and, and again, what this means for the Big, Tw- Big, T- Big Ten is, like, there is no power five. Certainly the Pac-12 is dead. There isn't even a power four. Like, the Big what? Ten, the Big Ten is so far and better than the Big 12 and the ACC. It's not even funny. That's fine, but why, I, I, why, why I, I, do you I, not I, consider the Big 12 as a power conference? Okay, there is, there is like, are they on the same level as the Big Ten? No, I mean, I, there's no conference out there as top-heavy as the Big Ten is now. There is no conference that is on par, SEC included. Big Ten has... I, I'm not disagreeing with you. ...is so top-heavy right now, and I don't know if it's really good for the conference anyway, being this top-heavy, truthfully. But... Yeah, you are correct. They are not on par, but I think the Big 12 is still a power con- power conference. Just because they're losing Oklahoma does not make them not a power conference. And now. and they're losing Texas, but which also- You know what? So, okay, fine. They're losing Texas, which has a lot of eyeballs, but you know there's like uh you know how many teams have won the uh, Big 12 since Texas has left? So there, there's teams that are still in the Big 12 Conference, like uh, Kansas State, Baylor, TCU, Oklahoma State. All of those teams have more recent Big 12 Conference sure. championships 
than Texas does. So losing Texas, okay, big deal. They won their last conference championship in 2009. But I don't know why when other teams are winning that conference at a high rate. And a lot of those teams like Baylor and Kansas State, they have multiple conference championships over that time frame also. So why are they still not considered uh, a power? Why why can't they be considered a power they, conference they, just they, because they, they, they don't have Texas? It, 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 they could have kept Texas, and they still wouldn't be. I mean, the, the, the problem is is not that the Big 12 is absolute trash. The Big 12 has done some moves that have kept them in the in the relevance, and we're going to talk about those more. The difference is the Big 10 is so far above them at this point. And the SEC is also pretty far ahead of them at this point. Okay, so you don't consider you, you only consider two conferences yes. being power conferences. It's, it, power, mega, whatever term you want to use, that's where we're at. Like there, See, it's a two conference. I think the ACC is Notre Dame away from being up there. If they could play like, Notre Dame, they'd be in because Notre Dame's already playing what like six ACC games yeah. a year. So if, if 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 Notre Dame would just settle down, and go okay, fine, we're going to join this conference. Like I, I think that ACC, so at least is in the conversation. So Justin, Justin, just go back to the Big Twelve thing because this is the this is the problem. Is as Nebraska fans, we have a little bit of a soft spot for the Big Twelve, and you being a Baylor guy, you have a soft spot for that area. You don't accept the fact that no one else cares about Kansas State and Baylor. Like that, the people do not. If they fell off the college football roadmap, they they're closer to Washington State than they are uh, Texas or Penn State or any of those teams. So, so okay, tell me again, what is your criteria to be a legitimate football program? Uh, so, I would say there's probably about four factors. One, historical. You relevance. have to have a good history. History is important. I mean, college football uh, history. So, okay, and it so it has. Be. It, it really should be. So all these teams bump jumping up to from FCS to Division One A. It's meaningless. Or all these teams moving up to a Power Five conference. That's meaningless because they don't. They not have the history. Okay. No. Go. Go. Okay, keep so, going. So histor- historical relevance, uh, recent success. Um, so that that's definitely a part of it. So if you look at the last 25, 10, 5 year stretches, you look at all that. It, and in between, and between those two, I go eighty twenty. Recent history is much more important than just history. I, I agree. Okay, I okay. Agree. Where the kids want to play? So look at recruiting rankings and see where the kids actually want to go and play. So um, what, what is who's considered getting, a good recruiting ranking for you? I mean, the, well, well, I, I want to know your criteria because you so, so, are I mean, really quick at eliminating teams. So let me draw these lines that you're you're. Like going out there to draw. I mean, I, I mean, it. So if if you really wanted to go this way, you'd probably say, okay, let's rank the top twenty teams historical all time. You probably go like, okay, number one Notre Dame, number two Alabama, three USC, four Ohio State, five Michigan, six Oklahoma, seven Nebraska. You you do that stack ranking, then you go into like, okay, let's rank the last twenty five years, ten years, and get like, okay, what does their recent history success look like? And then you'd get to number three. What can attract the most talent? Where do the kids want to do go? Because I think the players are telling you actively what schools they think are the best by how they're picking. So again, you can look See, at Alabama being number one, recruiting Georgia being number two. Those are po- Ohio State three. You look at the recruiting rankings, and then you look at what schools are generating the most money. Okay, so you think that there should only be about maybe 10 schools that are worthy of power status? Well, so so I don't think there's 80 schools. I, I There's not 10. I don't think there's 80 schools that are in this future college What, what about 65? I don't think it's, it's 65. What it's, been, it's what it's been for the last however many years. I mean, let's be real. Northwestern could get the boot tomorrow, and they'd be, no one would miss them. If this is Survivor, we'd kick them off the boat, too. They just got grandfathered well, in. Vanderbilt's in, in the same boat. Yes. I, I mean, I get it. But... but you, so right, so here's so I guess you're, the you're taking the team thing and you're applying it to a whole conference, just like eliminating conference. Okay, so I'm saying if there is a lifeboat and you're throwing rafts, it's pretty clear the Big Ten threw a life raft to Oregon and Washington. Okay, they didn't throw one to a couple other teams that joined the Big Twelve that they could have very easily done. Because you cannot tell me that Utah would not have rather been in the Big Ten. 
I think Utah would have been an excellent choice. I think they would have been a better choice than UCLA. I know Justin's, <laughs> but th- that's that is my point. Is that th- there is yes, is Baylor a better team on Saturday than? Uh, could they be better than Texas some years? Can they be better than Oklahoma? But no one in their yeah. right mind is going to take them if they're setting up a conference before those teams. No one is because you know how I know that because the SEC didn't. I, mean, I, I guess that's fair. I just. To, to, to just disregard them, yeah. I think, is so, a, a You're little You're so far. dismissive of, I mean, you hate the little guys so much. or Apparently, you even hate, like, uh, other Power f- 5 schools, Power 4 schools, whatever the hell we're calling this now. I, I will say this. I think if Nebraska was still in the Big 12, you'd be, you'd be singing a different tune. Oh, I think Nebraska would have left the Big 12 and went somewhere else because I think we would have been the survivor. I think they would have got they would have got a life draft and got out of there. And yes, of course, I'm going to think the teams that we would be playing are better. And that, but that's why I think you guys think, still think that is because we used to play Baylor and we used to play Kansas State and we used to play Iowa State. No, I don't think that because we usually beat the shit out of Baylor and they weren't, weren't even really competitive with us until Nebraska left. Then all of a sudden, it became competitive, and it wasn't because Nebraska left. It wasn't like Oklahoma and Texas and. All these other schools took a shit because Nebraska left. And, and and again, Baylor started playing better. They got they, they, better coaches. They, they invested more in their facilities, more in their program, got better recruits. But if you look at the Big Twelve, if you look at so I've got pick six previews right here, and if you look at the last five, so they do this thing where they rank the teams over the last whatever time frame. If you look at the last five years, here are teams that are ahead of Baylor in the Big Twelve. And he includes the new Big 12. He has Oklahoma, Iowa State, Texas, Cincinnati, UCF, Oklahoma State, BYU, then Baylor. Well, no shit. They had a they had a huge. Uh, uh, I mean, after Art Bryles, yeah, there was some down. There were some terrible times there. Yeah. Okay. Last three years, they're even worse. I mean, like so. I last year they weren't particularly great as much as we all wanted to be on them. And so I, I mean, pick the team you want out of the Big 12. That you're like, man, the Big Ten needs to go grab them. Hey, Who's let me that ask you, team? How has Nebraska looked over this last five, six years in comparison to Baylor? Probably not I mean, great. But you just picked on Nebraska's worst five-year stretch in their school history versus like an, eh, an average five-year stretch of Baylor's history. But yeah, Baylor's been better. Uh, they have a 54 score versus Nebraska's 43. So yes, yeah, ba- Baylor's been better over the last five years. But again, you just picked on Nebraska's worst five years. So, so my question is this: Okay, so the conference realignment, Big Ten. Okay, you you kind of talked about Oregon, Washington. Do you think those were good gets for the Big Ten? Do you think that they do they make the Big Ten more interesting? Because I think that we're getting a little bit off of this that, whole thing. But it makes some of them it makes some of the matchups more interesting. I mean. It would be interesting. I, to I, see. I'm personally excited to play some Washington, and I don't mind playing Oregon. because yeah, so we played Oregon a few years ago. Well, it's been it was, it, they, nine they years, eight, nine years ago. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, well, it was Riley's first and second year here, so 15 and 16. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think they're fun matchups. I. I, I Personally, I find those matchups more fun for me. Per, for me, but I also know Washington fan. I know Oregon fans around here. Where like UCLA and USC really don't do a lot for me. The only reason people like USC and UCLA is for that trip to to call California, and yeah, that'll be fun. I really don't have a lot of interest in going to California to sit in an empty stadium. You'll get damn good seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can sit wherever the hell you want. You could probably you could probably go sit literally on the fifty yard line, like in the middle of the field, and probably still be okay. So, Tyler, you think these are great pickups? Then I mean, this I is... think they're. Well, no, I, I started this by saying I don't think they're needle movers. Like I, I think they're. I think, I think I think they are because of USC and UCLA. Okay, that, I think they're needle movers. So, so I know we're about to hit this topic, so I'll do it. But I, I would say if you're if you were stack ranking. Every team not in the SEC and every team not in the Big Ten already. These are two of the seven best gets you could have gotten. So I mean, quite quite frankly, I would have loved to have picked apart the ACC long before the Pac-12. Sure. 
I mean, I think it would have been fun to have Miami and Florida stay. I think those would have been more fun. I Again, I'm not, from a business standpoint, I understand why you would go after the LA market and the USC brand. Again, UCLA was along for the ride. Um, I get that. But, but I, I mean, there were two of the probably seven best teams you could have picked up at this point. I really hate... I really hate the amount of power that TV networks and streaming services, especially streaming services, have in all this conference realignment. I really hate it. Uh, but it's been that way for well, a while. And, 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 sh- and shame on the and shame on the leadership of the Pac-12 for letting it get this bad. Well, yeah, George let's, let's get to the next to- Yeah, let's get to the next topic here. We're- Hang on, since you brought that up, Derek. So, who would you want to run your organization, George Klyakov of the Pac-12 or George Costanza? Who would be better to run your organization? <laughs> can, can I ask a real question? Answer Him? the question first. Costanza. Yeah, everybody wants to. Well, of course it. it's Costanza. But is it him or... Uh, Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren. Oh, and the answer's Kevin Warren. George Costanza, hands down. Kevin Warren's <laughs> the one that Costanza. got us into this USC and UCLA mess to begin with. Again, the- yeah, but at least, at least the Big Ten's growing. Now, the, no, the Pac-12 should the not bed. falling completely far apart. I mean, so the Pac-12 should have been doing what the Big 12 was doing, and so when the Big 12 was picking up brands like UCF and BYU and Cincinnati, but, they were at least so, showing there would still be a viable product. While and not great. I mean, their TV deal was only like ten to fifteen million dollars more. But you know what started this whole thing for Pac-12 really was Colorado. Because they have to pay for that Coach Prime contract, and they're like, yeah, it's only a few million dollars more per year, but we need every penny we can get. And But they knew the writing was on the wall. They knew the writing was on the wall, too. And they had a safety, they had a a safe spot to go to, a safe space to go to. Here's what's so funny and ironic to me about this whole thing is, it seems like just yesterday we were talking about the death of the Big 12. You remember Nebraska was leaving and Colorado was leaving, and everyone was like, okay, well. And then all of a sudden, Texas A&M and Missouri were leaving. We're like, yeah. oh, Big 12's done. Like, they're just going to fall apart. And they've, th- and they've managed to wade through the waters and stay relevant. Stay hey, afloat. Fast forward to 2020. Remember that stupid uh, Big 12 or Big 10, Pac-12, and ACC alliance that they had? And that, yeah. Remember that? And then, like, uh, the SEC had added Oklahoma and Texas. And, and that, the Big and that 12 agreement was supposed went way to fail. down the side. Yep. There's going to be this alliance. We're like, what does this alliance mean? And it's like, oh, the alliance is bullshit. And now <laughs> the Big 12 is just, like, cannibalizing these Pac-12 teams with the ultimate FU to the Pac-12. Because was that George Klykoff that said that also? It was like, oh, the Big 12, there you have great leadership. They'll be just fine. Or some some ridiculous thing is like, why didn't you include the Big Twelve in this? Oh, they'll be fine. They'll figure it out. So, so let's let's we we've kind of been uh, messing around a little bit on the Big Twelve, but so the, the other news is obviously Utah, Colorado, well, Arizona. Go ahead. Hold on. There's there's one more thing we got to talk about. I think a little bit here before we move on to the Big Twelve is what does this do for the twenty four twenty five schedule? Like this is happening fast, guys. Like. At least with when UCLA, USC, it was announced, you know, almost two years in advance. We had time. Now, all of a sudden, we're sitting here almost less than a year away from the 24 schedule. And it took them a year to come up with that schedule. I wouldn't I mean, think that we they're not going to have that kind of time to work with. I wouldn't think we would know anything until the end of the, uh, to the, end of the season. You're, and, you're, and you're probably right. But it's just odd that they put this much work into figuring the schedule out and trashing divisions. And now you're adding these two teams and you're like going, are we bringing divisions back? Are we? So, so what, what are we going to do? What they said is that they're going to maintain the uh, locked rivalries, the stuff that they have right now that they instituted, whatever uh, rivalries that you have. Penn State has zero. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah. But to, so, well, Nebraska only has Iowa. Are, yeah. are they going to suddenly go, well, okay. So they're Let's going to Minnesota maintain and Wisconsin that back in there? format. So it, it doesn't sound like that they're going to divisions or pods or anything, but they're going to honor these uh, rivalries. I can't remember the term that they use, but. It, it's just, it's just odd. Cause I mean, 
You know, UCLA and USC had to play every Big Ten team within that two years. Are they going to do the same thing with Washington and Oregon? I mean, one would have to assume that. I'm sure all four of those Pac-12 teams uh, will be locked in rivalries just for logistics purposes. And it it makes sense. But if you do that, then all of a sudden it makes it tougher to make them play all these other teams through the next two years. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I, I'm, I'm just curious. I, I'm I'm really curious to know how this schedule is going to break down when it comes out. And you're right. We're not going to find anything out until the season's over. But you don't think so? I I think the focus the, the focus should be on this football season. But we'll see. I yeah, I, I agree with Justin. I don't think we'll probably know much. But then again, season. I didn't expect being in August. And here in you know conference realignment, you know for next up. year, yeah, <laughs> for next year again. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a year away. Twenty twenty four season. You know, I, and this is the, this is the quickest I think we've had because yeah. I mean every other one's been like two years at least. So Tyler, when they announced it, with now that the Big Ten is coast to coast right now, is this good for the student athletes, especially the Pac twelve student athletes that have to cross? Really, two time zones to play anything? I. Well, you could answer the same question for the East Coast ones, though. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's the same. But, yeah. I don't think it's that bad. I I really don't. I don't think. You know, obviously, the sports that are driving this are fo- the, the the sport is football, and is driving all this. Uh, they'll be just fine. I think there's been a little bit of push for like the Olympic sport athletes and how this will treat them. I honestly don't think it's a big deal. I mean, I really don't think that the travel... I don't think these guys are flying in or gals are flying in and going home two hours later. I, so well, I think where it becomes a problem is when you start talking about basketball, especially. So, yeah. So that question is not just football specific because football, you just travel, you know... It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. You travel but the Olympic like sports, five or I don't six think it's times that big. I, I really just don't think it's that big a deal. I really don't think it's that... I mean, the, these they're, these schools are going to have so much money. They're staying in good hotels. Like, this I isn't... Mean, you saw some tweets from some Oregon softball players, I believe, that they were not happy about having to pack their bags and jump two time zones, potentially. Maybe with, three time zones. But I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be... I, I, I think that shocked me a little bit, they're complaining about that. Because I, I would think as a college student, being able to see more of the country would be kind of cool. Yeah. Like... But I don't know. They're they're not happy about it. You're right. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are unhappy. So I wonder if this really affects the recruiting for those schools long term. You know, just for knowing football the, or for other sports. For all sports, any sports. Well, I think it helps others. I think it helps football. Does it? Okay. I I, I, I think it helps football because I think by being part of the Big Ten, they now feel like they're part of something. It doesn't feel like the Pac-12. It, when you look at their stadiums, you kind of, and I know Tyler doesn't like just read into attendance, but when you look at their attendance, it just seems like nobody gave a shit. And now that they're in the Big Ten and they start playing, these kids are going to start playing in front of, you know, a, a, a packed Nebraska Memorial Stadium. They're going to go to the Horseshoe and play, and they're going to go to the Big House and play. No, that's going to be a big deal to these kids, I think. And it, I, I think that it helps the California kids maybe want to stay home because. They actually get a chance to play in front of those kids again, or in front of those kinds of fans. But like so, for other sports, though, as much as they have to travel like during the week and stuff, I think that could be one of the uh, other, other sports would... is a completely different, yeah. different scenario. But so especially I did... basketball, where you're playing midweek games. Sure. I mean, baseball, most, like at least with Nebraska, most of your midweek games are against UNO and. Creighton or whatever, so you're not really doing a lot of traveling anyway. But so, so most of your conference games are on the weekends. So baseball, I don't know that it affects too much, and I, I don't pay enough attention to softball to know how that's going to work. But so, but I, I assume they do about the same. But but I, I really I want to point out just so Eugene to Tempe, where Arizona plays, is almost thirteen hundred miles. Uh, Eugene to Lincoln is sixteen hundred miles. So yeah, what is it? What is it to? Rutgers. Right. I mean, that's going to be a lot further. But I, I mean, but Iowa City, I mean, I just think, yes, th- those trips are going to really suck for the kids when they have to go all the way from there. But that's, what, a couple times a year. 
I just think in general, like this, the half their games are at home anyway, so that doesn't matter. That doesn't impact them. You know, they'll still have USC. I just think this is kind of a, something about nothing. It, it's the the time zones might suck a little bit when they go east or east coast goes west, but outside of that, I I really don't. They're not going to be there long enough to matter. I I just I don't think it's it. I think it's much ado about nothing. I, I agree with you to an extent, Tyler. Like at that age, it would not have bothered me whatsoever. But I didn't get jet lagged a lot when I was younger. Like I flew from Carolinas to Nebraska and was like, "All right, let's go party. I'm, I'm good." But now that I'm older, right, the jet lag bothers me. So, but so I agree with you to the extent that these younger kids, it probably won't bother them as much to fly across country as it would somebody our age. But but time will tell. We'll see what happens. I guess. So in all of this with Oregon and Washington now being part of the Big Ten, what does this really mean for Nebraska, Tyler? Well, I mean, I think that you look at the where Nebraska's place is in the Big Ten. So we, we kind of were talking about this to start the podcast. Like, what do I think makes up a good school value add? And put all that to the side, one of the things that worries me is like the if Nebraska has to go down the path of hiring a coach. I always look about who are we going to be competing against. And you look at schools like Northwestern. Nebraska's clearly a better job than Northwestern. Nebraska's clearly a better job than, I, I would say, a uh, Rutgers or a Indiana or probably Illinois. I don't think you could say that definitively about Oregon and Washington you know, so now all of a sudden Nebraska was definitely in that top half of the best jobs in the Big Ten, probably close to the top quadrant. Now you're right at that average mark. I started thinking about this, jotting it down. Like I would say USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington are all probably better jobs than Nebraska um, in the sense of recruiting and what you can get there. And I, I just think that there's going to be a lot more to play for if Nebraska has to hit the coaching cycle again as far as competing against some of these other schools to get coaches. So the only thing that affects Nebraska is just the coaching in your eyes. Well, I mean, I don't – I mean, what I, do I think Oregon's going to be an easy game? I mean, no, there's nothing – I mean, no, I mean, I don't think Oregon's a layup. I don't think Washington's a layup. But no, I don't think there's anything else that directly affects Nebraska. I don't think recruiting's going to change. I don't think – long-term like we're not screwed these two teams it's not adding alabama and georgia where it's like well we're never gonna win a conference title again uh so i i they're tough they're good teams but i don't think they crush us i think that's the biggest thing i saw is how that impacts nebraska derek what about you i i think tyler summed it up pretty well and in nebraska i might go back to the coaching thing nebraska's definitely gonna have to start learning to settle on a coach and not go after a new coach every four years. Oh, so it's Scott Frost. Like, and you got to cut that tie after like year two. I mean, I, that's about essentially if you average it out, it's about what Nebraska coaches have stayed for. Yeah. Four or five years. I mean, you need Matt rule to work. You, you were really hoping. You, Matt yeah. Rule you need work. Matt rule to work out right now. And <laughs> More if importantly, it's not looking, you I, need him to stay. If it works, that's what you that need. Too, that too. Of course, I, the biggest school I would be concerned about him leaving for is Penn State. Uh, Penn State. probably Penn State. But James Franklin is scheduled to be there till twenty thirty one or on, on contract. I mean, obviously they could fire him at any time, but whatever. Yeah, I, I always thought it was Penn State or Texas. If if he's going to leave Nebraska, I, I kind of thought it'd be one of those two schools because he has so many of those Texas ties. He seemed to really like it down there. I don't know, but yeah. So now that Oregon and uh, Washington are now part of this big 18 that we have, right? Uh, don't we really need schools like Northwestern, Ruggers, and Maryland, and Indiana? We need these schools more than ever, especially from a Nebraska perspective. I mean, those, these are some teams, when the future schedules come out, there's not a lot of, uh, you used the term earlier, Tyler, layups. There's no layups, but uh, it's kind of scary how many really good schools are in the Big uh, Big Ten now. And if you look at that, what does that mean uh, in the, uh, uh, the college football playoff, right? Where we're headed, 
does that is that going to hurt the Big Ten teams? Like, well, forget Nebraska for this part here, but is that going to hurt Big Ten teams down the future when it comes down to college football playoff? It shouldn't. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you should be able to pencil in every year three Big Ten teams. I mean, there, there is. Well, I, and sorry, sorry to cut you off. I, I, I think the biggest thing is you're just gonna football fans in general are gonna have to quit, especially college football fans are gonna have to quit looking at going twelve and zero and eleven and one as the standard to get in a playoff. Because if you're stuck playing Michigan, Ohio State, and USC, USC yeah. you know, I mean, look, you're going to come up with some losses. You can't, you're not going to win every one of those games. It doesn't make you a bad team. No. You can still be one of the best teams. And if you're traveling to Ohio State and losing that game, I mean, so be it. Well, so when the, the college football playoffs started, and we, we started with this four-team format, I remember there was a lot of, like, early emphasis on, well, out-of-conference schedule is going to matter. And all of these things were going – strength of schedule was really going to matter. Well, what ended up happening was, well, it was pretty clear who the three or four best teams were every year. There wasn't, I mean, there might be a four and five, but it wasn't a, a crazy thing. Well, you're going to get to this point now where there's going to be a lot of teams with two losses or three losses, to Derek's point. And you're going to sit there and say, oh, shit, you know what? Uh, Wisconsin got screwed this year. They drew USC, Ohio State, and Michigan. And yeah, they lost two of those three games, but they were both on the road. Like they took care of business. I, I just think to I think Derek, that was a really good point. College football fans are gonna have to change, and a nine and three team is going to make the playoffs. And I don't want to hear this they don't deserve it thing. Because Oh, absolutely not. Not when you're playing in a conference like the Big Ten. So or the SEC. It's funny. It's Tyler, I think it's funny because there was a time before this Big Ten expansion where you didn't think a nine and three team even deserved to be in a conference or in a playoff, right? Well, I, okay. So the, and so, now okay. you're changing your tune because we so, add Oregon so, to Washington. Well, so we're, I think we're going to hit this. But do I think that there should be a twelve team playoff? The answer is no. I don't. So if we went back to a four or six team playoff, then I would go back to a nine and three team doesn't deserve to be there. But if you're going to have this big playoff with 12 teams, do I think a 9-3 and Big Ten team deserves it over a 10-2 and ACC team? Probably a very good chance that they will deserve it more. So, yes, well, with this expanded playoff. It's going to depend on who those losses are too. But, I mean, yeah. This is a byproduct I mean, to- of the 12-team playoff that, that I've changed my tune. That you have to. I mean, you, what are you going to do? Fill it up with all these small schools? So I'm not disagreeing with you that you know, there's going to be some teams in there that's going to take a hurt. And I think that's why it's a disadvantage, really, uh, in the playoff scheme to adding teams like USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington. Uh, and because that's a lot of good football teams out there. So remember, remember back in the day, Derek, you know, when we were in, back in the Army, you know, we had always – You'd always encounter people, you know, it was like we were Big 12 guys. You would encounter people from the Big 10. And there's this guy, all the bickering that goes on. And what would the Big 10 people always say to us? It was like, oh, it's hard to go undefeated because we just beat up on each other every year. And we'd be like, ah, ha, ha, you guys suck, you know, <laughs> back in those days, right? Well, I mean, yeah, but back but in those now, days, I mean, Kansas now State was we're, usually we'll be, high. We're, we're going to be defending all of this beating up on each other. And, like, maybe a 9-3 and three team is like, oh, that's a really good team right there. And there's other teams that are obviously going to be out there, the Big 12, ACC. And and even in the uh, the group of five or group of six or but, whatever, whatever, however the conference realignment shakes out. I, I th- but the I think lesser the schools, there's going to be some undefeated teams that are going to be in these lesser conferences, whether it's the American or Sun Belt, Midwest. Uh, but uh, there's going to be some undefeated teams, and then we're going to have to be like making a uh, concerted effort to say this 9-3 and three team belongs in over these 12-0 uh, yeah. or 11-1 teams. There is a scenario with a 9-3 and three or 10-2 and two Wisconsin that ha- they, they maybe got a tough schedule in there, and all of a sudden... You're sitting there saying, who deserves to be in there more? Them or undefeated uh, Memphis? Quit, quit using Wisconsin as an example. Let's talk about Nebraska doing this. Okay, well, Nebraska. 
Well, obviously Nebraska will for sure get in there when we get there. I mean, there's no doubt. But it, <laughs> but it is. I mean, the, no, you're you're right. I I think the difference though when you talk about the old days of college football about bickering between who has a tougher conference. Yeah. There was there used to be debate. I mean, there did because because back then, what the, the times that Justin are talking about. I mean, you were really talking about we're talking about Ohio the late State, 90s. Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you were talking about Ohio State and Michigan. Those were, those were the teams you were talking about. In Penn State. I mean, maybe, maybe Penn State, yeah. And, and then the Big 12 was talking about Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma was kind of down at that point until the early 2000s. Uh, and then you had Texas and you had Nebraska, Kansas State. Texas Kansas State, State was a really good team. A&M. Yeah. A&M had a good run in a little couple years in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had a year or two in there where it was pretty good. I, I've never been a thought of this thought process that Texas A&M has been this great team. But 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 to your point, there used to be real debate. But the Big Ten has gotten, with all the resources they have, and again, I, I know there's a couple of people that Big Ten, like the, the revisionist history that makes it sound like the Big Ten in the 80s and 90s was this, always this juggernaut of a conference. And Nebraska has come along and hasn't done anything to help the profile of the Big Ten. It's just re just not the way the history lined up. The big no, t- it, it, it's, it's really funny because the history of this is going, Texas A&M and Missouri have made it look more like the Big 12 was comparable to the SEC than it was the Big 10. Because Missouri and Texas A&M have gone into the SEC and been competitive. Yeah, but the, so did Nebraska. Nebraska was competitive the first couple of years we were in the Big For 10. For the first couple of years. Yes, and we'll be again. We will be again, but... I just, but we also help with money. We help get more money, which has helped these Big Ten programs pay coaches better and more exposure by being getting beat up, letting them beat up on Nebraska. You're well, you're welcome, Big Ten. Well, the whole college football playoff. I mean, everything that was decided, I guess it was last year on how it's going to be going to twelve teams and the way that they're going to, uh, like, well, yeah, because it. it was supposed to be that. Top four, four conference yeah. champions. Yeah. Top well, now you're just talking about basically four conferences. Yeah. However this is going to shake out, they're going to have to revisit all of this. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on because that's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot more debates about how the uh, college football playoffs should do that. We don't have time to do that in this episode here. Um, that's going to be something to talk about later. But, Tyler, what's next for the Big Ten? We have, we're at 18 teams now. What do we do? Or what? What should they do? They they need to get to twenty. Uh, I, I I believe they need to get to twenty, and they need to go into pods or divisions and realign it. Uh, because this whole thing about getting the four teams out west was you could put them in their bubble. It is going to be weird if Oregon doesn't play USC in a year. It is going to be weird if that doesn't break out where they all play each other every year. So, Derek, I think you said this or Justin said this. Like, that's what we're what we're building to. So, I think what the Big Ten should do is everyone says we want Notre Dame. I think there's one more rival of Notre Dame's that has not been picked up yet, and that's Stanford. I think you get Stanford, and you have a you have a five team division out west. You have, and then you get Notre Dame, and now you have twenty teams. Now, if you want to go after the ACC, why do you that's want fine. Stanford? Just because, because they're Notre Dame, I think the rival with Notre Dame would would mm. help that. That that's why is it's it's a character. Is that a rival, or do they just play each other? I mean, is well, there any? I mean, does Stanford have any yeah, rivalries? I, I, do they even give a shit? I, I will I will say this. I I would much prefer watch Notre Dame and USC. Sure, than watch Stanford. I, I, mean, I just and I, that's been a rivalry so, for a while too. So if but, you're, if you're going to say that the Big Ten needs to get under my premise needs to get two more teams so you can have divisions. I think four divisions make sense. So you really kind of need another West Coast team to make that work. So I, 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 I tend to disagree a little bit. Okay. I, I, I'm going Florida State, Miami, or I mean, if you can get Notre Dame, obviously you take Notre Dame. But see, but I, I, I don't know if we get Notre Dame. So I'm going down to Florida and trying to get that market. I mean, that would be great. I mean, that would be really good. But I just think that you get Florida State, Notre Dame, is that, and then leave Miami out. I mean. I just, I honestly think where this goes is you get another West Coast team. I think Stanford. You get Notre Dame. 
You let Clemson, Miami, and Florida State leave the ACC and go to the SEC. And then you get your two mega conferences. Let Baylor go be that so fourth team. if we had to go, like, uh, if we had to go West Coast, I would prefer Oregon State over the rest of the remaining Pac-4 schools. I would pick mm. Oregon State. I, I, I disagree with that. Stanford brings a lot to the table in all the other sports other than football. Yeah, but volleyball would be a great rival with that. Yeah. I, we have enough I, good I, schools. I, mean, I would take Stanford Big over Oregon State. We have State, enough good schools. In the neither Big one of them two really does much for me. I, I mean, Colorado could be another one. I mean, they'll... They, but they're, they're already going Big 12. Well, they'll jump ship in a year. They'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I, I would I, not know, hate I, Colorado in the Big Ten, by the way. I, I would love it because I would love yeah. to play Colorado. But don't you guys think that Notre Dame, now that all of this uh, conference realignment and all this shuffling is going on, isn't Notre Dame, don't they have to make a decision at this point? I mean, well, is this the think, point? That because like, they're never going to be guaranteed a playoff spot. So, so they, they, it's sad to say this, but they hold the future of college football in their hands. Because if they join the ACC... That could stabilize the ACC. That really could. If they say, hey, we're going to the Big Ten, those ACC schools are going to look at the SEC. They're going to look at Big Ten. I mean, shit, the Big Ten may not stop at 20. We may be a 24-team conference by the time it's all said and done. I mean, you've already had, what, like seven ACC teams sign a deal where they were trying to basically get out of the ACC already? Yeah, their, their contract sucks, and it's locked into 2035. 2036, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I, I to me, I think the ACC is the next one to start falling apart. The, the problem is that contract. because because they're already having teams trying to get out of it. I mean, I'm not an expert. I yeah, but, they, but those that, that contract, I think there was something about they had to have an X amount of teams sign this contract to try and get out of the ACC to where they had get get out at a discounted price. Yeah, I don't I don't know where all this stuff is headed, but. And they, they were Dame only like one team. Decision. They were they were only, only like one team away from doing that. So Justin, where do you think? I think the, they had seven, and they needed eight. What do you think the Big Ten does next? Do we? We're not stopping at eighteen. You no, don't think eighteen's such a weird number? No. It's a weird number. I think I think twenty is probably where they uh, will go, and Notre Dame has to be that team that comes on. And I don't, I really don't care who comes next. I don't have any favorites. I mean, if I did have I a just, favorite, I would bring a Texas school just so I have access to Big Ten football in Texas. That's not going to happen. But uh, I, TCU, I could see TCU. Get that Dallas market. Especially if TCU is good again. I mean, to, to my whole equation, if TCU isn't a one-year wonder and they can actually put a couple more years together... Like maybe they become the new Clemson and all because Clemson wasn't Clemson ten years ago. That was Sweeney, man. Well, yeah, it was pretty close to ten years ago. But as, I mean, they they weren't what, twenty years ago. You're right. But yeah, so and they they went like a thirty year span where Clemson was not good. Yeah, and that's my point. If maybe TCU pulls it off, and then all of a sudden that Dallas market's attract. I don't know. But I do agree with you. Like I threw out Stanford just because my vision is you you get back to divisions. And you really need another team out west to make that work because five four team divisions is stupid. No, that, actually, that that is smart. Why? Because then you can't have a mini playoff at the end. Well, you can't have a mini playoff, but I mean, I think it makes scheduling a little bit easier uh, if you do it that way. Uh, Con- conference championship becomes a real nightmare at that point because you can do it. You can set it up if you have four teams. You could. If you wanted feasibly to feasibly have an, a, a so playoff if, yes. for the conference. So if we don't add a West Coast team, you know who the, the, is the going to be with, that the fifth problem team with that in the is, West? It's going to be Nebraska. And I, I know. fucking dread that. So the, the, the problem with it is, is if you're starting to do a mini playoff for conference championships, how many games are these kids going to play? Are we going to cut the regular season short? I mean... Or are we just going to have them play in 18 games? I mean, it doesn't seem very plausible that, like, I don't know what out-of-conference schedules look like in the future. I I, I, th- I honestly think that the way these conferences are growing, I think you're going to probably almost eliminate non-conference games it, or go down to, like, two. Yeah. Like, that's going to be max. 
You get to it. Could, it could even just go down to one, where everybody just plays some cupcake game. Because nobody's going to schedule. It's, it's essentially an NFL preseason game. You, yeah, I mean, nobody's going to schedule Alabama for a non-conference game. No. When no. you could play South Dakota. Well, that's one yeah. of the other bad things about all this conference realignment is because, I mean, you you, you may have to... I mean, the games are going to get harder, so the out-of-conference scheduling is going to be shittier. So there's probably going to be some worse matchups that we're going to have to endure as Husker fans but down the road. You, but maybe you get... schedule is going to be so darn tough. But we're already at a nine-game conference. It's very plausible maybe we go to ten conference games in the future. And then and if we sudden... do go to ten, then the out-of-conference is definitely going to be shitbag teams. Oh, I... Just oh, absolutely. I don't think any. I mean, I'm certainly not arguing that this is the college football that I want. My, my argument is this has been a 30 year journey of this bullshit. Of every few years, there's a pretty decent sized shift in college football landscape. Especially considered the first 90 years, it was pretty much not. No one was jumping I mean, ship. Nothing was happening. And like, yeah. I mean, we're never gonna play Colorado again. We're never going to play a power five team again. If if it, other than our conference games, when we go to ten, if we go to ten conference, oh, I agree. Games, we're never going to play at Colorado again. We're never going to play Oklahoma again. You're, you're hoping for postseason. We're never going to schedule that unless, gonna, unless we're playing unless we're playing them in a bowl game or a, a playoff game. Yeah, that's the only way you're ever going to see it. And I don't like that. I really don't like that. I, I don't love. I it. don't either. I I, I I don't love that. Again, but, I I would love to put this genie back in the the. Lamp. I mean, this this sucks. I mean, this what, is not. What year would you go back to if you could like reset college football to a timeline to start? Nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Let's let's not ever change the Big Eight. Just keep the Big Eight. I mean, you could go back to the eighties too. I mean, if you want the, the, the I mean. If you look at that, and you could have the Southwest Conference still be a thing with Arkansas, if they would have hung around there, I mean, I mean, you still have the ACC. I mean, you could have gone back there. I think that for, for me, I just go back to '95 because that's where it started affecting my team. Yes, no, I agree. I agree. Would you want to go I mean, back to '94 so you can see that '95 team actually? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Relive those in the glory, you know. Relive alive. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. But yeah, I, yeah. I, if if I could go back, I would never let Texas join the Big Ten or the Big Twelve. Yes, Big Eight, whatever. Uh, whatever I mean. All right, final question because uh, we're gonna have to get. This has actually gone long. I thought it was just gonna be a thirty-minute episode, but geez, we've have uh, we got a lot of thoughts. And I don't think we're anywhere close to being done. We could talk about this for like another three hours. But what's next for the Pac-12 or the Pac-4, however you want to look at it? So I think they're gonna take over the uh, Mountain West. Because the Pac-12 still has a better brand name than the Mountain West. So I think what you're going to see is the Pac-12 or Pac-10 or whatever they get to. They're just going to go and take the best schools that, and they're just going to deplete. And it's going to be a bad conference. It's still going to be a mid-major. It's no longer a power conference. but No, it's not. But I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to go and take San Diego State. They're going to take But don't New you Mexico. think if you're the Mountain West... If you're the conference commissioner, you're, you'd be like, say to the Pac-12, like, you guys fucked up this conference. Why would we trust that you could do this? We're going to absorb your teams. So I mean, I, that I, leadership has been so piss poor out but, there. So I, I read somewhere that the, as bad as the Pac-12 deals were, compared to them in the Mountain West, they were, teams were still getting an average of three times the money. But they're so, not, they're not going to get that with... It, it, it's it's not still the Mountain teams. West. It's still the Mountain West. But don't you think the, the name? Them. Don't you think the name means a little bit? Like, I mean, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Yep. And, and I will say this: I, I, I do have a little empathy for uh, Washington State, Washington State, Oregon State, Stanford, Cal. Like, they're just getting left out in the cold, and I, I, I feel for them. Like, it's it hilarious. And I find it funny as fuck. I, I, I can't lie. Like I see all this stuff going on. And God, you're so all, cruel, Tyler. If you're not like I, elite I, I, all the power meat. five status, you are a cruel I, I, individual. Like I, I understand their fan bases probably aren't great, but it, it would suck for those fan bases. Yeah. 
I'm just glad I'm not one of them. Be a fan of a team that matters. Yeah, but but would they go to the Mountain West? They have no they have no excuses for not like being a bull team every single year. Well, but it makes you wonder like the coaching situation. Like I, I can't I'm blanking on the guy's name, but the Oregon State head coach. Yeah, the young like, guy. I, I but Yeah, like he's not gonna stick around. Like he's like, What the hell am I doing? I'm I wanna go be a major pre- I mean these kids got to be thinking and, and, I th- and I think as good as Oregon State's been the last few years, a te- any team, or, you know, any team looking for a coach, hell, Northwestern would be stupid not to look at him. Yeah, and, and the athletes with the transfer portal, like I'm shocked if I'm if Jonathan I'm playing, Smith is his name. Jonathan, there you yeah, go. If, yeah. I'm, if I'm what, at Washington State, like I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm a potential all conference type player. Why would I play in this shit conference? Like, take me with you, Washington. Like. These kids are going to transfer like crazy. Well, unfortunately, there's only going to be so much room for them. So Washington only has so many slots they're going to be able to take. Same with Oregon. I mean, I I don't know. Like I said, I, I feel I feel bad for these other four schools who are just getting left in the cold. But I guess it's a cruel business world. I mean, now, would they so. renegotiate that contract anyway? It, it's going to be garbage anyway. Probably. I mean, maybe. I mean, it, well, yeah. What what network's going to go? Oh, yeah. I want your conference. Well, I mean, need, with four with four teams. How bad it. was it that Apple TV? I mean, the Apple TV thing. Isn't that? I mean, come on. How upset would you be as a fan if all your stuff's going to be on Apple TV? Well, it'd been one thing if Apple TV was willing to pay them fifty million dollars or something crazy, it, but they you know weren't. It, honestly, million? I probably would have been pretty happy because if if, if I'm a Pac-12 fan. I could probably cancel all my other streaming services and just get the Apple. one. And, and Apple TV is not expensive. I think it's like seventy bucks a year or something like that. So I, mean, I pay I pay that in a month for Apple or uh, YouTube TV. So 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 Justin, we we had one more thing we wanted to get to this episode, and you I tried to get us there earlier, but the Big Twelve moves we completely skipped over. What does it mean for the Big Twelve getting Utah? Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado. So you're a pretty big fan of those moves. I'm a fan of Utah. I mean, Arizona, Arizona State. Colorado. Uh, Colorado's fine because they were they were already, you know, they're like that cousin that like moved away. And then they came back. It's like, hey, how's it going? But Arizona, Arizona State, Arizona State's fine, I guess. They got. They've had a little bit more success than Arizona. Well, it it really ruins for that basketball. Whole I-30. That's great for basketball. It I mean, really it really ruins that whole I thirty five thing that the Big Twelve used to have going. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, every team was within five or six hours of the I thirty five. I mean, well, and now and now that doesn't. I mean, they ruined that with West Virginia, yeah. but and it, I mean, and it wasn't getting any better because adding UCF and Cincinnati. Yeah. You know, they added Houston also. I mean, they they were getting big anyway. And so they are another, like, coast-to-coast. Coast, uh, yeah, but how far is it, how far is Houston from I-35? It ain't that far, is it? I don't know. It's, it's not far. You, you, I t- mean, you take high, take 45 it's, it's, to it, Dallas. You're, you're essentially Lincoln from I-35. I mean, e- either way. But I, I don't know. I, I like the move for the Big 12. I, I it, it makes sense. So I like I'll it say as the that. big FU move to the Pac-12 who wanted the, the Big 12 to fail. So I like it in that aspect. I think it's uh, it's good. I, I think I, I still feel that they are a power for conference. Uh, I, t- I tend there. to agree with that. I, but I also agree with Tyler. I think they're pretty far behind sure. the SEC and sure. the Big Ten. They are. Well, yeah, so, but, but so is the ha- ACC, you, and I still think the ACC is a powerful But if you have to, if you have to name, it, so that's because you're trying to name four conferences. Like, the, the whole... No, po- it's not. It's because it's because Big 12 still has teams that have been in the in the playoff and in the finals. So is, And so is the ACC. They've got those teams. Sure. Well, like, ACC has the one team, yeah. I guess. Big but, Twelve at least has, but, what three teams? But Florida that have been State's schools. Florida State's kind of getting back to work, what somewhat what they used to be. They, they are. Like, there's a lot of expectations for Florida State this year. So, yeah, no. Miami I, seems to have those expectations every year. They just fail. They do. I I, I think that the getting Utah was a really good get for them. I think Utah walks in there and on the field, Utah is 
probably one of the three or four best programs on the field in the last decade. I mean, if not the best. I mean, Utah so, won the Pac-12 the last two years. Yeah, Utah has been a really good program lately. Um, I, I think getting Arizona and Arizona, Arizona or Arizona State was good, but I think they were a package deal. So I don't think it mattered. You were getting both if you it's wanted. Good, it's good for baseball, basketball, and the sports that. People and it's good watch. for the market. For the TV market, it's good. Yeah, it it mean, is. But, but, but I think that, again, none of those... Back to the whole thing, though. If, if, you're, if you're trying to keep the Big 12 being a... Hey, they're going to get a lot more money on their next TV deal. I don't know if any of these schools accomplish the bargaining chips of them going to go out there and negotiate. I'm not saying they won't get more money. But they're not going to get exponentially more money on the market. So, I mean, right I, now, they already had, like, a $32 million deal, which was, you know, $12 million more than what the Pac-12 was negotiating with the Apple. Sure. So, but it's, like, only that was three. as is, you know, with, but, with Oklahoma and Texas being on the outs. So, they already had more sure. uh, money. But but are they going to be able to go out there? And, I mean, the Big Ten's getting $100 million. Are they going to go out there and get a $50 million deal with those teams? I, I don't know. I mean. Pro- maybe, probably not. So I mean, but, that's, I guess that's my thing. I mean, is it really? Well, maybe, they, maybe they get a forty-five million dollar yeah. deal instead. I mean, it's probably not quite fifty million, but they'll get some more money for it. I mean, I the, the TV market in Utah is it draw? I mean, Utah is just a completely. That, that's where I think Arizona, the Arizona schools are probably better because you're probably getting more in Colorado out of, out of those two out of that TV market than you are Utah. But Utah is a better team. So competition-wise, Utah is a better pickup. And they have BYU but, but also. T- but BYU t- but is TV. in the Big 12 also. Yeah. Yeah. BYU, I mean, they're national. They're kind of like uh, Notre Dame Light being a national brand. They are not a national brand. They are a national <laughs> brand. Yeah, the Mormons. I mean, they have their own They have their own damn station on Sirius Satellite Radio. I mean, come on. Okay. Well, on that note, Justin, you, you just called BYU a national football brand. It's, it's, no, I mean, not not the football, but the BYU is kind of like it's a Notre Dame light. The Mormons, they're everywhere. They're, they're mostly in Utah. <laughs> they're mostly in Utah. I, I forget the lead singer it, it is what it is. That, right now, but he's a Mormon. They, they, you trying they, to tell they, me that been... he doesn't give a shit about BYU football? What's his name? The, the lead singer for Killers. I, I don't listen to the Killers. Really? Oh, weird. No. I, yeah, I don't know. The, the, my last question: Will the SEC try to counter? Yes. Before you even finish it, yes, they will counter. Some way, somehow, they will counter. Oh, is it the? Flor- they're probably going to go after some Florida teams. I mean, the, the, I mean that makes a lot of sense. Getting Miami, Florida State, and Clemson. There's nothing west for the SEC. And that makes me jealous because they're keeping their conference regional where we are spacing our stuff so far out. It's like, who cares? The rivalries are going to suck. I'm not a fan. No, the SEC SEC has the potential. I mean, you're right. That would be – I mean, obviously you have South Carolina and Clemson. You have the Florida Florida States. I mean – so, yeah, I mean, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And then I, I wonder if they take another Texas school, SEC. That's Well, I mean, that, that's the thing about the SEC is they already play a lot of these ACC teams. Georgia always plays Georgia Tech. Yeah, it just makes sense. Clemson always plays South Carolina. Uh, Florida, Florida State always play. Is that what it is? Or is it Miami? I don't remember which one. But yeah, but I, they always they always one of them always plays each other. No, I think it makes a lot of sense. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh and I'll, I know I said my last question. Will there be any more conference realignment in 2023? I think so. I, I, I'm, I'm expecting SEC to make a move this year. I think we'll hear about it. I think before I, the calendar I I, flips to 2024, we're going to hear something. If the SEC makes a move, it'll be the start of the fall of the ACC. Shit. It could be the Big Ten. Big Ten might make a move before then too. I I, I would say the no. The only way I see the Big Ten doing it is if, if Notre Dame tries to join. That's the only way I see it. But I would have said that before this move. I would have said that. Yeah, 
And it, it didn't matter if, if if Notre Dame was ever going to go. Yeah, we'll join your conference. It was going to happen at any given time. Do, like do, it was. It could be in the middle of football season. They'd be like, "Yeah, okay, we'll change our schedule for you." Yeah. I mean, do you think this was the Big Ten saying once the Pac-12, like once Colorado left, and then there was like word that one of the Arizona schools was leaving, and then Oregon, Washington were like available. Do you think that was like? They're they're too good not to go get, or do you think this was like a calculated like? I I I think they just like kind of fell in their lap is how I read it. I don't know. I mean, we got them at a discounted price. They're getting thirty million dollars with a million dollar increase all the way up until twenty thirty. So at best, they're gonna make thirty seven million dollars a year. So then, so if you get them, that's pretty standard. Like Nebraska came in at a discounted rate. Maryland and Rutgers came in at a discounted rate. The only teams that have switched conferences at what didn't go at a discounted rate were USC and UCLA. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's why I'm saying that, because they got them at such a reduced rate. That's the only reason. I, but, but I think that was standard. Like, I don't... I, other than USC and UCLA, it was pretty standard for to get a team at a discounted rate. At a 50, I mean, that's less than a 50% uh, return. I don't know. I don't know what that percentage was when Nebraska joined the Big Ten. What that percentage? But I don't. I don't either. But I don't think it's. I mean, it's still probably fifty percent drop off. Because according to Husker Online, I was listening to them before we started this. They were saying that payout is going to be sixty-four million for the Big Ten next year. Okay. Or for the next couple of years, whatever it is. And so I, I mean, yeah, they're getting right at maybe a fifty percent rate, but it, the way Tyler's talking with us, getting a hundred million, and they're only getting thirty million. It's not quite that much of a drop off, I don't think. Yeah. Still hate it. Still hate it. I mean, I. Again, I, I don't hate the matchups. I, but it's the conference realignment's getting kind of a little too much. I think. All right. Anything else, Tyler? No, no. All right. Well, we are out of time. We cannot get to our mustard stain of the week segment, but uh, look for that next week. Uh, Hey, special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Uh, Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody everybody for listening. And as always, go Big Red. I can't talk. I can't talk. I, I don't know what's going on. All right. Bye, everybody.